Okay, now we're going live once again. It took me a little time to get to get all set up this morning. A little bit of time. And uh but we're going live once again. We are coming live from Oshawa, 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 Ontario, Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. Once again. Once again. North America. Canada is in North America. Good morning. All right. So I was a couple, I'm a couple minutes late here. All right. We got that going. We got that going. And we got to get rid of these guys. All right. So let's get started here. This is going to be good. Uh, this should help. This should help a lot of people. But I, uh, I discovered over the years, uh, write down your nations, please, please write down your nations. Uh, I found out, I discovered over the years of being saved. I've been saved for almost 30 years now. Wow. You know, that's half my lifespan. The nation of Uganda, Apostle David, I discovered over the years that a lot of people don't want your help. They don't want the right kind of help. Um, what do I mean? What do I What do I mean by that? Well, it's in context with what I'm going to be teaching a little bit on today. Um, they want help, financial help, from you. Um, without doing their own homework, without doing their own, what they need to be doing for themselves. All right. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, they, they want to keep doing what they're doing and whether it's right or wrong, whether it's uh, the will of the Lord or not, it, they don't really care about that. They just want to keep doing what they're doing and they just want you to keep giving them money. All right. Enoch, Alex, there you go, brother and Kesey. Write down Kenya. And, um, so, and this is a real problem, a real problem, but we're going to change all of that. I'm called to change all of that. I'm not the only one, but I am one of them that God has chosen to change all of that. All right. So this is basically live stream number 49, live stream number 49, 49. And, uh, this is part two. This is actually part two. Regarding, are you part of a pew-sitting church or part of an equipping church? That was basically my topic of uh, part one. And I got some good feedback. Not enough of it, but I got some good feedback. But anyhow, I teach the truth whether whether I get good feedback or not. It doesn't matter. As long as it's the truth and as long as I know the Lord's in it, that's all that matters to me. All right? So, you know... In, in the church world, we have this lingo. It's not really in the Bible, but we have this lingo uh, called mother church, the mother church, uh, meaning it's the first church. You know, somebody planted their first church. It's their first church plant, all right? Or ministry, or ministry, Bible school, whatever, because the church is made up of ministries, local churches, Bible schools, right? The church, right? The body of Christ, right? So it is true that the mother church, if she's going to be planting other churches, 
They're going to be planting other churches or other ministries. They should, must first of all, they should reproduce themselves. They should, by the Spirit. If the Spirit, the Spirit has to be involved. If you're reproducing yourself uh, apart from the Spirit, if you're planting another church apart from the Holy Spirit, then you're wasting your time. You are wasting your time. All right? Um, multiplying itself. God wants to multiply a local church. He does. Um, by the Spirit. Whether it's in that city, it depends on the size of the city, or that region, that province. Here we have the province of Ontario, the nation, or even worldwide. Absolutely. I mean, we can't limit God how he wants to do things. You know? But it has to be done by the Spirit. All right? Uh, not all church planning is of the Spirit. Um, or some church, some church plants, they began by the Spirit, and then they started going on their own, doing their own thing. No longer listening to the Holy Spirit, going by His direction. All right? So, and that's a big no-no also. That's, uh, you know, you can have some major problems in the judgment seat of Christ. Now, you can always get back on track. So a local church that reproduced itself, basically, by the Spirit, I got to keep it, uh, I got to keep reiterating that, by the Spirit is basically an apostolic equipping church. Okay, it's not a pew-sitting church. All right, now I already touched on that on the first uh, the first teaching I did last time, so I'm not going to go over all that. Equipping the saints for the leadership of the next church plant. If you're going to plant a church, you're going to have to prepare the leaders for that church plant. <laughs> That's a no-brainer, right? Uh, or the planting of new ministries, a new ministry, or a ministry. All right, depends. Whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. He's the head of the church. He's Lord upon the earth. You know, raising up new apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. We we need more. We need more. Uh, Ephesians 4.11. We need more of Ephesians 4.11 to keep doing verse 12. All right? Makes sense? I hope so. So, this is what a local church should be doing, yet most don't, because they want to grow bigger than the rest of the churches in their area. All right? They want to keep the believers to themselves, all right? Not wanting to lose members. I mean, I went through, I've been through all of that. I heard that I don't know how many times, uh, which is all wrong. That's all wrong because they don't belong to you, first of all. They belong to the Lord, you know? Many times already existing churches are doing all they can to keep their members from going to other churches to begin with. <laughs> well, you know what? You may be losing them, uh, for all the right reasons. Maybe they found a better church. Maybe the, the other church is, is teaching better doctrine and different things like that. Doing things differently, meaning doing the right things. All right? So I really feel, I really feel bad for a lot of, uh, leaders of local churches. I really do. But anyhow, they're not my problem right now. Uh, hardly anyone is being released in most local churches. You know, because they have not been trained properly, first of all. And yet we do have some that have been released and they have been, they haven't been trained properly. I mean, I've seen, I've seen pastors, uh, of a, a new church plant or so-called pastors and they, 
I'm not saying everything they're doing is wrong. You know, I tend to use that kind of language, but no, they don't do everything wrong, but they're doing a lot of things wrong. And as far as I can tell, now that I know what I know, uh, they haven't been equipped properly. They have not been equipped properly. Most churches, or even all churches that I know in my city, they're not equipping the saints. They're, and I touched on that, but they're not preparing leaders. They're not, you know, okay, you're a, you're a shepherd, you're a teacher, you're an evangelist, you're an apostle. Okay, we got to make sure we get the right things inside of you. You know? No, that's almost unheard of. Unheard of. Still to this day, when we're 2023, and everybody wants Jesus to come back soon. Wow, the Lord is coming back soon. The Lord is coming back soon. Yeah, he's coming back, but there's work to get done. All right? There's work to get done. All right? I'm not ready to go. You got to be kidding. You think I want to go to heaven right now? You got to be kidding. I hardly started uh, what God has called me to do. Hardly. My goodness, it's a, a grain of salt, a mustard seed. All right? It's got to grow. All right, so a church plant is about planting new leaders. All right, that's what a church plant is, right? Uh, because the church is made up of the body of Christ, God's people. So when you're planting a new church, you're planting a church, you're planting people, right? You're planting new leaders, right? Anytime God is able to build a right, um, a right church government within a local church, all right, we got to get the government right, how you govern that local church. You got to get that right. First, and once he's able to do that, then he's going to want to multiply that. Oh yeah, I'll tell you. If there's one thing that's greatly missing in the body of Christ, it's right church government. All right. So once he's able to establish that in a local church, he's going to want to multiply that. That's a no-brainer. All right. And uh, to build a right church government within a local church. Multiplying it. Most local churches have wrong church governments. They really do. Whatever God is able to do, whatever God is able to do, He will want to reproduce it as many times as possible worldwide. Worldwide. He's going to want to reproduce this. All right. Oh yeah. And He's going to want to keep it. He wants to, He wants to protect that. Then you got to protect it. That's where you get into the, the episcopos, oversight, overseers. All right. That's why I'm so I'm so protective of missionary enterprises and the people that that works with me. I'm so I got so many people that want to come and work with missionary enterprise. You got to be kidding. They're not even near. They're not even near equipped, properly equipped to come and work with me. They wouldn't last probably a week with me. <laughs> My goodness. The first thing I do is I get them on a big fast, a 40-day fast. Yeah. So, you know, um, I tell you, it's it's easier said than done. And that's why we got a big mess out there today. You know, reproduce itself as much as possible worldwide. Now, let's talk about the big question here, all right? I'm leaving a lot of things out, but these are just general, uh, general comments, general ideas that we can always you know, elaborate upon in another time. But this is to get you get get you thinking in a in a different direction. Especially if you're a leader of a local church. I mean not everybody that listens to me are leaders or pastors, whatever, but I do there are quite a few. And those are the ones I, you know, I want to connect with. But anyhow, 
So let's talk about the big question, the big, big one. <laughs> Everybody talks about this one is regarding the financial support, financial support, financial support. That's what I was saying at the beginning. You know, people want money, but they don't want to change their doctrine. They got wrong doctrine, but they don't care. They're, they're doing, you know, they're doing good things, but they're not doing the right things. You know, uh, we had, I, I heard this years ago by a preacher. We have good men doing good things, but not the right things. Men and women. Okay. They're doing good things, but not the right things. They're teaching good things, but not, they're not teaching the right things. We got to change all that. All right. So the big question about financial support or of that new church plant, like who has to support it? Who's got to finance it? You know? Uh, who's responsible for providing financial support? You know, if you're coming out of a quote unquote mother church, if you're coming out, you know, uh, me, it was different. Um, okay. Let me finish this here. Bottom line is this, even with individual believers, saints or local churches, all of them need to become self-sufficient. We need to become self-sufficient based upon their own walk with God. Okay. Based upon second Corinthians nine, eight. 9-8. You're probably saying, Where, when's he going to give us a Bible verse? Well, I'm giving you one right now. 9-8, and then I'm going to share a little bit. 9-8, 2 Corinthians 9-8. The Lord gave me this verse years ago. Years ago. I didn't even know it existed in the Bible. It says here, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, so that you may always and under all circumstances, and whatever the need, be self-sufficient. Not being self-sufficient in yourself, but upon the Lord. Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work. All right. And basically, this is synonymous a little bit with Matthew 6, 32, 33, where Jesus talks about, you know, the heathens, you know, they seek after all this, you know, what are we going to wear? What are we going to eat? We're going to blah, 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 all that. And Jesus said, don't be like them. Don't be like them, but seek the kingdom first and all these things that they seek after. I'll I'll add it on. You have those things because they ultimately, they belong to the Lord. Everything on, on this planet belongs to the Lord, right? So, and this is what happened with me. This ministry, Mission Enterprise, it was not birthed out of a local church. Uh, it should have. It should have. Absolutely. And uh, there's a lot of stuff involved in all that. I don't have time to share all that right now. But it should have come out of a local church because that was God's will. But... The, the local churches I've been part of, they don't think like that. They don't think like that. All right? So I left. I left the local churches. I left them. I'm just going to be honest. I left. And I kept, I went after God. I tell you, I went after God. I mean, I was going after God before that. You know? I was preoccupied with God. And anyhow, he gave me missionary prize. And uh, so I've learned to become self-sufficient but even if you do come out of a, a church plant, you need to learn how to become self-sufficient, all right? So I wrote here, even if the mother church provides financial assistance, all right, whether it's for six months, a year, two years, whatever, you still need to keep your eyes and faith upon the one that raised you up and planted you since you are his responsibility and no one else's responsibility because he's your Lord, all right? If he's the one who launched you out, all right, let's use the word launching, right? If he's the one who launched you out, then you got to keep your eyes on him. You're his responsibility, and he loves that. He loves it. All right, we're going to look at that here a little bit. 
So I wrote here, Jesus, the head of the church. All right. Jesus is the head of the church. All right. There's only one church on this planet. All right. The body of Christ. Yet he's not the head of most local churches. He's just not. He's not Lord. All right. Yet he wants to be Lord. He wants to be head, starting with individual believers regarding lordship. All right. So uh, that's Colossians 1.18. Okay. I wrote it here. Colossians 1.18. This is one of the most... It's a fantastic verse. I love Colossians 1.18. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm going to be there one day. It says here, He, Jesus, is also the head of his body, the church, seeing he is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that he alone, he alone, all right, in everything, in everything, in all aspects of life, whether it's personal life, family life, uh, ministry life, whatever, in everything, he's able to do this, and in every respect might occupy the chief place, uh, stand first and be preeminent, have the preeminence. It's huge. It's huge. All right? Good morning. All right, but you got to write down your nation. You got to write down your nation. All right? This is huge. All right? And it's greatly lacking in the church. All right, we got to bring this back into the church, the lordship of Jesus, right? Lordship salvation. Some people don't some people call lordship salvation a heresy. Wow. Really? Okay. So I wrote here most local church most local church leaders depend upon the pew sitters. Let's just be honest. Come on. My goodness. Uh to meet the needs of that local church setting through tithes and offerings. All right, and I'm not going to start teaching against tithes and offerings, but I'm not a big fan of them. Yet there is a much better way to go about it. Yet this will demand much more from you. All right. Regarding building the faith necessary to receive what already belongs to you. <laughs> what already belongs to you. All right. Relying upon the Lord is always the best way to go because he's the most reliable one. He's the most faithful one for you to depend upon, especially when it comes to money, money, moolah. I think moolah is the, the Italian word for money. I mean, we used to use that word all the time at work. Moolah, cash, all right? Silver and gold, money. We need money. We all need money. Uh, he knows how, who to talk to to give to you so that you can get his work done, so that he can get his work done through you. And this will demand you hearing the Lord for yourself and not through others, even those who trained you. You know, we, we got to stop becoming dependent upon those who have equipped us. You know, and my story is a little bit different because I never did become dependent on anybody because nobody did, nobody equipped me. You believe that? And I love the way I turned out. I'm just going to be honest with you. I love the way I turned out. I'm not the only one that loves the way what God has put inside of me. But I, God was able to put some really good things on the inside of me over the years uh, this did not happen overnight, okay? It did not happen overnight, but it took some time. But you know what? God equipped me to equip others, all right? I'm an equipper. Uh, the gifts in Ephesians 4.11, they're, they're there to equip. Okay, they have other functions, of course, but they are equippers, all right? We don't have time to look into that word equipping, mending, all right? Katatismo, or something like that, anyhow. But that's what they're there for, among other things, of course, you know. Because if you're going to raise up apostles, then you need apostles raising you up. If you're going to raise up 
evangelist, then you need an evangelist to raise you up. It's no brainer, right? So I got trained up in my giftings by the one who saved me, the one who called me, because it was not happening in the local churches where I was part of. It just wasn't happening. It was not happening, all right? And uh, so I wrote here, as long as your dependency is on the Lord and you do the right things with the money, with the things that he gives you, he will always be there to provide everything needed to get the work done. All right, he will never fail you. Never, ever. Jesus will never fail you. All right? There's no failure inside of Jesus. Put it that way, all right? There's no failure inside of Jesus. Oh, there you go. See? He's begging me for, for Bibles. They get the, they don't even get the message. All right? He'll never fail you because he wants to get the work done more than you do. He is always looking for people to be fully dependent, fully dependent upon him for their needs to be met because he alone is qualified. Jesus alone is qualified to meet all of your needs. All right? There is nothing worse than depending upon someone to meet your needs who is not dependable, yet this is not the case with him. All right? You got to get your eyes off of people. All right? You got to get your eyes off of people and get your eyes upon the Lord. And we fall into this trap all the time in getting our eyes on people. All right? Always. Most people get their, fall into this huge trap. All right? Um, they have their eyes glued to the wrong people. Get your eyes glued to the Lord, all right? Uh, instead of, and that's because people are visible. That's because people are visible in God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, angels. They're invisible, all right? But that's where the walk of faith comes into play. So those who are having their eyes glued to some preacher or like me, whatever, you know, you're walking by sight. You are walking by sight. You're not walking by faith. You're not even near walking by sight. I mean, the Lord gave me this. Faith is trusting in someone you can't see to do something you can't do. All right? So, and I still get, I mean, even after these tea, I still got people saying, oh, we need money for clothes. We need money for Bibles. Wow, they're not even getting the message. Maybe they're not even listening to the message. All right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my last point here is God is able. God is so able. God is so able to provide for every need. I don't care how big the need is for every one of his children, whether it's individual needs, family needs, local church needs, Bible school needs, ministry need, doesn't matter. Money, property, buildings, jets, vehicles, computers, Printers, God is able to provide all that. Oh my goodness, is he ever able to provide all of that? No problem. All of us. He's able. That's how big God is. And some. He created the universe for crying out loud. All right? In six days. All right? My goodness, I heard a preacher saying once, when's the last time you created a planet? Just a planet. He created a whole universe in six days. My goodness, I can hardly make it out of bed sometimes in the morning. All right? So God is able to provide all of our needs, every one of us on this planet, all at the same time. He's able to do that. Oh, you should pray for me. Oh, shut up. You know what? He's able to do that. He's able, but he needs your faith. He needs your faith. He's able to orchestrate all of that. He knows, I'll tell you, he's got angels working for him, the whole thing. All right? 
But the thing is, he needs our faith. And I'm going to be teaching a lot upon this. I'm going to teach a lot on this, especially in leadership conferences. I'm going to be teaching a lot on that because the, the, the leaders, not all, but a lot of them, they're putting too much burden on God's people. They're putting too much burden. All right? You need to go to the Lord, you know, with his word. In your heart, in your mouth, in your ears, you know. And one of the places you could start with that is the one I gave you. I shared with you already, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Start confessing that every day, every day, every day, hours a day until you start believing it. And also Matthew 6, 24 to 34, 32 to 34, but 24 to 34. You know, you can't, you can't have two masters, right? You'll, you'll serve one or you'll hate the other one. You know, mammon and, and God, the kingdom, right? So anyhow, this is about it. And uh, I just wanted to unload a little bit because I just had that inside of me. And it, 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 it added to what I already said to the first live stream regarding this. Our last live stream, I should say. Live stream number uh, 48. This is live stream number 49. So uh, it added a lot. It added a lot to what I've already said previously. And eventually I'm going to be, this is all, all these notes are going to go into books and we're going to make videos and I'm going to, this is going to, I'm going to be teaching this stuff on television, radio, different things I have. Of course, these are going on to podcasting on Podbean and different things I got, YouTube channel, we're making videos out of them. So anyhow, got to go. And uh, so as I always uh, finish my videos now, I change things around a little bit. I, I tell people. Uh, you know, you need to learn how to walk in the fullness of your sonship because your fullness, you know, your provision is based upon your sonship. But you're going to need to learn how to walk in the fullness of his grace and walk in the fullness of his faith, the faith of God, because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. And it's by grace that we've become sons. All right. Because we had our sonship back in the garden. We lost it. We lost the image. We lost the sonship. And then Jesus got our sonship back by becoming the first, the firstborn of this new creation. He's the first, he's the first son uh, of this new creation. All right. And he's our example. All right. He's our elder brother. So it's good news. It's exciting news, but to walk in it, it's going to take a lot of mind renewal, a lot of equipping and a lot of teaching, good sound doctrine, which I'm, which I'm really big on. And uh, the Lord has put these things inside of me. So anyhow, got to go. Shalom and amen.